I low-key just had a really good conversation with my good friend Lisa Barlow for our segment called I Love That. If you have not checked it out, go check out the other episodes because we recap Bravo's uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, And not only that, but we jump into personal um, things that come along uh, along the way in the conversation. Like Lisa and I, we go really in-depth on this episode on, uh, you know, uh, the loss of a child from one of the cast members and how it kind of hit home for me. So I won't spoil anything. I'm pleased to enjoy this uh, this episode of I Love That featuring Lisa Barlow of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. What's up, Dre? <laughs> how are you doing? Good. How are you? Hey, I am fantastic. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little tired because the family, we did pumpkin uh, carving over the weekend and it, like took a lot out of me. Oh my gosh, I love that. Did you guys go crazy with the designs? Yeah, of course. Like we we did the traditional, you know, the kind that come with the booklet, but the baby. You know, the baby's about to be a year on uh, on the seventh, uh, little Anaya, and she she did her first uh painting. It was more like a uh let's just throw a bunch of paint on a on a on a pumpkin and have her go wild. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. But it was a lot of fun. Did you do anything like that with uh, Henry or Jack when they were babies? Did you let them go oh. crazy? Oh my gosh, you know, kind of crazy. Like I took Jack on the back deck and I was like, literally let's paint the pumpkins, like carve them. And he used to put them out so early. I love doing that with the kids. I love traditions. And then when Henry was like three, we put all of his pumpkins out and the deer ate them. (laughs) So he was so upset. He was like, deer ate all our pumpkins. They're ruined, they're ruined. And we will never forget. It was like the cutest thing ever. But there's nothing better than doing those traditional things with your kids. That's so cool, Dre. Does uh, does the Barlows, do you guys have like traditions around this time, around the holidays and stuff like that? Yes, we love the holidays. So with Jack's birthday being so close to Halloween, he's like obsessed with Halloween. We always get like one costume for school and then one costume for you know, neighborhood uh, trick-or-treating. We love handing out candy. We talked about this. I give out full-size candy bars. Um, and But we love all the holidays. Like Thanksgiving, everything's like a big deal. Like growing up in a big family, having five siblings, and um, growing up in New York with family so close by, we always did fun things together and always had a big group of people around us. Being in Utah, it's a little hard because we don't have any family really here. Like John has some relatives here. But mostly, like, my family's all over the U.S., so it's kind of tough. But we love doing stuff with the family. That's awesome. You, I mean, your birthday's coming up, too, isn't it? Uh, uh, December, f- wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, we're not going to say the date. I keep confusing people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anyone stealing my identity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll just bleep that out. I'll bleep that yeah, out. But, yeah. But you, but are, you are a December I'm baby. Sad. I'm a December baby, and so is Henry. Like, it's so crazy um henry and i are both like so close we're all i say we're q4 babies because jack's october john's november and henry and i are both december so we're q4 babies that's awesome uh something i mean it's kind of speaking in, in family and talking about family this last episode um episode uh six of the real housewives of salt lake city um it was there was something that was very like you could tell it got you really emotional was I believe, was it your uncle that was fighting for, it was it gay rights? Oh, you know, it's my grandfather. grandfather. So my dad, my dad's dad was gay and like, 
for me, that's such a big deal. Like, we love Equality Utah. I constantly post for Equality Utah. Like, everyone should support Equality Utah. They're always working to change laws in Utah, working with legislature so that um, we have the right laws and protect that protect all the right laws in place that protect all of our um, citizens. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of the HRC. We used to do gay ski week at our restaurant. But having a grandfather that's gay, that's like something that's so um, heartfelt for me. And it's a community that I love and support. And, you know, my big thing is like, I like everyone to feel authentic. And before my grandfather passed away, he like, you know, he died with, he had a boy, a long-term boyfriend named Keith. And, um, you know, for me, it was like, I was so happy to be able to see my grandfather because he grew up in a different generation, live his authentic life and his authentic self. So that's a very big deal for me. And um, I think what we have in our city, a lot of people don't realize how gay friendly we are. Like Salt Lake City is rated one of the most gay friendly cities in the United States. Per capita, we have the most same-sex couples raising children in Utah. And there's a lot of amazing stats that you can see on Equality Utah's page and go to their website. Troy, Mindy, the whole team over there is constantly working hard to make this a safe space for the LGBTQIA community. So for me, to be accused of sabotaging something for a community I love was really devastating for me. On top of a friend lying, knowing that I had nothing to do with it, that was just like the cherry on the icing on the topping of the cake. Yeah, that that was something. First of all, I'm really glad that uh, your grandfather was able to uh, live a true life to himself and 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 for you to be his granddaughter and still like fight that good fight. I think it's very important. And I love that you're doing that. Um, Thanks, I, yeah. I actually did an amazing video with Equality Utah where I talk a little bit about his journey and why it's so important that we are supporting our LGBTQIA community, um, especially with such a strong faith here being the LDS community. Uh-huh. It's important for people to know that, like, in the teachings of Christ, there was nothing that said that everyone is not allowed. Like, there's nowhere that says, like, you're not allowed. Everyone is allowed at church. And I think with all the strides we're making here, and there's so many more strides that need to be made, but we're making the right steps to make this a very inclusive place for that community to thrive. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned uh, the friend that, you know, you're friends with de- for decades and then to have her lie on you um, and almost kind of like it, it kind of se- seemed like you guys were hugging and there was a, a point in time where it kind of felt like some things were forgiven. Do you like are you are you the type to once a, a toxic relationship turns toxic, you're done? Or is there something to kind of forgiving and moving forward? You know, I, I'm a very forgiving person and I move fast. Like John and I call it a refractory period where we, you know, it's basically bouncing. Like you forgive and move on. And under normal circumstances, we would move forward. If you hear she says, I'm sorry, I believe you because I read some text messages that you guys don't, didn't get to hear. I had already had dinner reservations at Nino Viejo. I was way, she plan, was planning her party within a seven to eight day span. Like I started working, you know, early February. I wanted to support my friend's restaurant, their business, small business owners, husband and wife duo. I know how hard that is. John and I do that. Mm-hmm. So I already had my dinner reservations made. And so when she was bringing up my name being in the text messages, I was like, actually, 
Angie, I got copies of all the text messages from the caterer because I was very upset with them that my name was even in the messages. So it could have caused a potential conflict between a customer of mine. I'm in the F&B industry. And so I called them and I'm like, why was my name in the text messages? Why is she saying you, I, I canceled you guys? And they're like, no, 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 that's not, we didn't say that at all. And my name is in the text messages the first time when they're telling her for transparency, Bravo and Lisa are already working on reservations at our restaurant to clear the space. Lisa's planning a dinner here. Second time when she was asking for it to be done gratis, which means free, they said to her, well, if we can do it, basically, I'm paraphrasing, I'm sure Lisa would donate the tequila. Then third time my name is brought up, um, she said, don't tell Lisa about the event. And then the fourth time was when they had talked to production, Dina specifically, and after speaking to her and after doing an event for Jen Shaw last year, they decided this was not going to be a good fit for them. And they changed the day to a Friday night and they had a brand new restaurant. They already had things booked in the restaurant and they're like, we can't do both. And after talking to production, this doesn't seem like the right fit for us. And our investor was saying you need to focus on the restaurant and not your catering business since I just invested in you. So she left out all of those details, but I'm happy to post all the text messages so everyone can be current. Oh my and, and, gosh. Yeah, but honestly, it was that was really painful for me. It was, you know, to be in someone's home and to have your friend who you, you know, this is a weekend of filming, to have your friend accuse you of in her home of sabotaging event like I was confused and upset and I'm 100% glad I went to Nino Viejo John and I already had reservations John and Justin had a little bet that to see if they could get us girls together I didn't expect Whitney to react at all the way she did it was really embarrassing and you know I felt humiliated because she's questioning my friends because she had a preconceived notion that she was being set up there was no setup but I 100% wanted to hear what Marco and Aubrey had to say because it pertained to me. And I think that they had their own reasons for not wanting the truth to be said and got really loud and embarrassing. Yeah. And you know what? I could I could definitely tell that there was some type of embarrassment. Even with this this last episode at the table with all the ladies, it, it did feel like everybody was grouping up on you. And that, that was, I felt so bad for you because I was like, man, if I was there, I would be like, yo, like, no, that's not how, who Lisa is. Mary, you need to chill out. She just said Google it. I even told my wife before the even the part came up about Googling it. I was like, that we need to fact check that because <laughs> that sounds bizarre. Well, Dre, you know how much Diet Coke I drink. I was a little nervous. I'm like, am I going to go into early menopause? Like, <laughs> what is that going to do to me? Like, I was like, wait, I need to Google that. And, um... I don't know. It's really funny. And Mary drinks a lot of champagne, which is also carbonated. So I'm like, I don't know. Like, I I was being light. I was, you know, it was, I'm really capable of speaking up for myself. I'm not a liar. So I have no problem. I can hold my own. But I do like for my friends to have my back. As you can see at the reunion last year, I had everybody's back. Yeah. And, and you know, if you look at it from the beginning of the season, even with Jen and Meredith, I took a lot of slack for that. Meredith and Jen were friends when we started this. I wanted to get them back to being friends. I'm a good person. When you see two friends feuding, um, I didn't want them at odds. Like, honestly, would it affect me if they're at odds? 
no. Emotionally, I would be sad for both of them. I think they're both awesome and a lot of fun, and I know that they were having fun together. But my whole goal was to get them to hear each other. I knew that there was different weights on the situation. Like, Meredith's hurt was oranges. Jen's was apples, but they were both hurt. And it was just getting them both to a place where they could hear each other so that they could heal and move forward, where Jen understood that Meredith's son was hurting and that because her son was hurting, um, Meredith was also hurting. You know, they always say a mother is only as happy as her most unhappy child. And with Brooks hurting so badly, I wanted Jen and Meredith to get to a place where there was not going to be any contention going forward and where they felt peace with one another. And the morning after ice fishing, Meredith had called me and said that was the first time that she had slept in like months. And I know Jen felt better that she fully understood, hey, you know what? This caused some damage and I'm sorry. And you see not only Meredith and Jen make up, but also Brooks and Jen. And for me, I'm like, hey, I'm always working towards my friends getting along. I'm always, you know, there's times, Dre, I suck it up because I'm like, Okay, I could be equally, I could match your energy, but I don't. I take a step back. I take the high road. And, you know, sometimes it's like I'm not going to be someone's punching bag, though, either. Like, the facts are the facts. The truth is the truth. And I have no problem standing up for myself. But it would be nice to have someone stand up for me, with me, or back me. Like, you don't have to speak for me, but you can back me. And I think that's the old school New York in me. We don't do stuff like this to our friends, Dre. Like, mm. we do not do this. You ride or die. It's not like this. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you 100%. Um, somebody that did speak up as well in this episode was was Jenny. And yes. this was a really tough episode to watch, being a, a father of, um, you know, and having five, um, five children not make it you know, through pregnancy um, ourselves, you know, it really hit home and I almost lost yeah. my wife in all of our pregnancies. You know, she, it was really tough. So watching this episode and hearing that uh, Jenny and her husband uh, lost a daughter, uh, stillbirth, it was very, very uh, touching. Um, yes. And very raw, very like you felt her pain like so much. Like I, it was devastating and you know, experiencing it, how hard this is. Very much. And I think it got to the point where we were touching on mental health, you know, when um, she was telling her husband about seeing a therapist and saying that he was open minded to it. What does uh, what does mental health mean to you? That's a great question. So mental health means peace to me, which is why I try and help everyone get to a place of peace. But it is a real thing. And it is real. Like our our emotions are generally created based on our experiences, right? So how we react to future situations, we're usually, um, you know, like based on our experiences, we formulate our opinions and feelings and our reactions to things. And I think mental health is super important. Um, I think that it's one of the most underrated things in our country right now. It's a crisis, I believe. And I think that we need to pay more attention. And when, um, you know, when people are really suffering, not everybody, unless you've gone through it or had experiences with that, I don't think people can really understand how difficult it can be. And I think that it's brave of Jenny to talk about um, her experiences with the loss of so many children. I have so many of my girlfriends have had several miscarriages, um, some not able to have children at all. My husband's adopted. His parents were not able to have children. They adopted three kids and they had a miracle 
pregnancy where the daughter died three days after birth. So I understand the trauma that causes. I still talk to John's mom about that. And then fortunately, they were able to get pregnant with Kim, who is alive and well today, you know, and John's sister, and she's um, a biological child. The older three are adopted, and then Kim's biological. But to see the joy that they even have this family, and they just felt, you know, his mom was so overjoyed that she was able to give birth and experience childbirth not once but twice but it is devastating they still every day mourn the loss of their daughter laura um who was only survived for three days so i fully understand that jenny's going through an immense amount of pain she has three beautiful charming awesome kids and she's a great mom yeah absolutely i felt it you felt it in that episode. It was a really good episode. Um, something, something else that uh, while we were talking about tragedy and kind of the upset part of the episode, something that brought me joy was when you picked up Henry from school. Uh. <laughs> you picked my man up from school and you guys went out and you guys went and grubbed from many different locations. So I, I want to know, like, what are your top fast food places? Oh, Dre, that's a hard question. Okay. So I just ate Astro Burger, so that's definitely a go-to. I love their burgers and their fries, how they're, like, so crispy on the outside. Oh, yes. And they have the best dipping sauce. Um, I really, really love um, Del Taco only for the fish tacos. I know everything on their menu is great, but my go-to there is the fish tacos. Taco Bell, I get a cheesy, crunchy, crunchy gordita, or gordita crunch, a cheesy gordita crunch, um, and I love their churros. And then I'm trying to think where else I like to go. KFC, Wendy's. Oh, Wendy's has the best chicken nuggets ever and the best barbecue dipping sauce. Do I mean, get... I could go all through Salt Lake and tell you all my favorite fast food places. <laughs> but do you do for, for so for Wendy's? Do you do the spicy chicken nuggets or do you do original? I do original, but Henry loves the spicy, oh, and yeah. he loves the spicy chicken sandwiches. <laughs> they're they're really good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're chicken nuggets. I used to be addicted to McDonald's. And then once I had Wendy's, I was like, oh, my gosh, these are level, like, beyond. Yeah, but... I don't want to know what they're made from either, Dre. I'm not going <laughs> to Google that. <laughs> I will not be Googling that. They have the best uh, Diet Coke, though, uh, McDonald's. You know what? That's what everyone says, but I can't get on board with their ice. Their ice cubes are too big, oh, and they get watery too fast, and their cups always, like... Um, have moisture on the outside i'm still a huge fan of like holiday or 7-eleven diet cokes and the foam cups with the pebble ice with a little bit of um lemonade in it and then i squeeze in two fresh lemons do you that's like a go-to do you ever go to like the the specialty soda shops like the swigs and things like that i do love swig but they're overpriced (laughs) like (laughs) i'll get out of my car and walk in to save that extra dollar (laughs) I'm a businesswoman. <laughs> <laughs> a businesswoman about her business, Lisa Barlow. Uh, when can we check the uh, the newest episode of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Newest episode of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City coming to you on Sunday, 9, 8 Central Time. It's going to get really good. Like what you've seen so far, I keep saying this, it's really like the um, precursor to what's coming. And I think you're going to get to know all of us a little more. Like we're like, on the show, I think we're you're just peeling back layers, and I think we're still on the surface with everyone. The audience is still getting to know each of us, but I'm excited for you guys to see what's coming up next. I'm really excited because I get to do an event with my kids 
that you'll see on this next episode. You'll get to see me interact more with Jack, um, Jack and Henry on their business and what they've got going on. But things are just heating up, Dre. Man, we love our Fresh Wolf and our Vita Tequila. It's always in our house. Um, uh, you, get some. <laughs> you, you mentioned that uh, we're, we're just breaking the surface of the season. Is there going to be an intermission for fall or are we uh, getting an episode every week? I think we're getting an episode every week. From what I've heard, we have at least twenty. So we're. Okay. I think. We're, I think we just watched seven. Dre. I think this Sunday was seven, and we're oh. going into eight. Uh, I have my notes wrong. I had it at six. That makes sense. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong, Dre. <laughs> it might be me. But I think it was seven, and then eight coming. Either way, make sure you tap into Bravo. Check out Lisa Barlow and the other uh, wonderful women of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Ten p.m. here in Mountain Standard Time in Utah. Um, it's a great show. It's a very jam-packed, action-packed, emotional uh, season. Um, definitely goes too quick. That hour goes so fast, and I'm kind of upset does. about it. <laughs> Reliving it, it doesn't always feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could even man that 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 could be tough too. Is uh, rewatching all this stuff and reliving these moments. Yeah, you you always get me in bounce back period, Dre. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for everything, Dre. We love you. Love you guys more. I hope you have a great rest of your day. All right, you too. Bye, Dre. Bye. You, 92.